We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Part two of today's episode is going to look at guys that need to step up. So we did the stacking up in the first part. This is the step up part. Uh, the step up part for me is guys that I think are, are are important to success, and it varies week to week. And and some weeks it's going to be a you know, this receiver, a different receiver the next week, um, um, you know, a different lineman this week, uh, you know, those type of things. Um, and I think those are are all parts of it. Um, sorry, just busting somebody's chops in the chat right now. Um, but uh, and I was obviously I was messing with you. But the, there was somebody that asked, "Isn't you have to be aggressive, but have to be sound to apply to every team that we play?" And the answer is no, not really. You're not always going to uh, be that way. But I had a little other colorful comment for him that I was just messing with him because he's a, someone who's, who's on the message board and been around for a while. So just want to make sure. He knows I'm just just teasing him a little bit. But the other part is obviously the scheme. And, you know, you talk about the scheme and you have to be good in the run game and these type of things. But, you know, I also think great football teams have players to step up in big moments or, or players that say, hey, this matchup works great for me or, or hey, this is not a great matchup for us, which means I got to really be on top of my game. And how you can thrive in those instances and, and having players to step up and, and make money plays is obviously important. And each week there's just going to be different players that I think are are going to be key to, to being able to go out there and play your best football. And that's always what the objective is, right? What do you have to do to go out there and play your best football? And when you look at the Notre Dame offense this year or this game, I think to, there's four guys. Well, really it's five guys, but four sort of together that I'll, that I'll get into that are really key. And number one is Sam Hartman. Now I, I know, the quarterback's always important. But the reason I'm starting with him in this game is because of the nature of what Navy does. Ryan had a really good breakdown today in sort of a matchup article that he did at Irish Breakdown, and he and I were talking about this last night as well, that Sam Hartman's important in this game, not just because he's the quarterback at Notre Dame, but also because of what Navy does. And that's where this matchup is going to be most important, is Sam Hartman has got to be able to make the plays this year that Drew Pine could not make last year. And it's not always just thrown in football. Sometimes it's checking. It's making the protection, you know, make sure that the, the protections are set correctly. 
saying, hey, we've got this play called, but we got to get out of this. Or, hey, I'm just going to pull it and throw this sucker, even though we they, they maybe want me to do something else because we're, we're going to run an RPO because of this look. But it also means when the opportunities are there to make the place to, to, to put Navy away, you've got to make them. And, and that was really an issue with, with Drew Pine last year. And, and I thought Drew battled his tail off against Navy. I thought he battled his tail off against USC. And when you look at the numbers, you say, you know, how how, how can you really blame Drew for for the offense last year? And my, my response is, like, I never blame one player for the offense struggling. But the quarterback is very important. And when you look at Drew last year, 17 of 21, 269 passing yards, four touchdowns, you're like, that's a pretty good performance. But he was also the quarterback of a team that failed to – to, to like got I think one first down in the whole second half, one first down. You didn't play great when your offense only gets one first down in the second half. And the problem was, is there just were too many missed opportunities in the throwing game. And, and again, sometimes stats can lie to you because the stat doesn't tell you the time you took the sack when you should have thrown the ball. So it's not an incompletion or anything, interception or whatever. It's just, you didn't get the ball out. So that's why just looking at the sack numbers or looking at the passing numbers can be a little bit misleading. And obviously Drew didn't make some of those throws. I mean, you go back and 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 I'm going to actually find when that was, but there was a play in the third quarter where Notre Dame threw a pass to Michael Mayer or tried to attempt to pass to Michael Mayer that if Drew Pine hits him, that is a, I mean, basically the game is over. It was Navy had scored to make it 35 to 24. This was in the third quarter or fourth quarter, excuse me. And Drew Pine drops back. He's got Michael Mayer on a wheel route. And if he's wide open and if he hits him, it's a touchdown. It's 42, 24 in the fourth quarter and the game is over and he missed him. You, you can't, you can't have that happen. You, you can't be in situations where your quarterback doesn't see a pressure coming and get sacked because he doesn't account for the the unblocked blitzer. And and what that means is when I set a protection and I've got a six man protection and if they bring seven, I can't, we can't block everybody. And so I, as a quarterback have to account for who we can't block, meaning I have to throw off of him. I can't just let him sack me. Or if I know I only have three to this side and I've got my mic, my back going this way. So if they bring this player, I know we can't block him. I have to throw hot off him. That's something a quarterback is responsible for. So a quarterback has two responsibilities when it comes to pass pro. Number one is making sure that you set the protection correctly. And what that means is, is there's two things a quarterback can do to set the protection correctly. Number one is make sure you're in the right protection. There's different types of protection. You can have man protections. You can have slide protections. You can have play action protections. Because sometimes you'll check to a play action protection even though you're not really running a play action because that's the way that you can block that look that they're showing you. It's, it's more for the offensive line. And so you've got to make sure, are we sliding? Are we mic protecting? Are we, what is our protection concept here? The second part is you've got to make sure that the protection is set the correct way. So if I'm protect, if I'm setting my slide, are we sliding left? Are we sliding right? I have to identify that and make sure we're sliding in the right direction. And then I know if I send my line to the left, I now know. So if I'm sliding to the left, my back is going to block inside out for linebackers and pressures to the right side. So I know if they bring the inside backer to my right and somebody off the edge, the back has to pick up the inside guy. I got the outside guy's quarterback. I got to throw off him or I have to step inside or do something to avoid that guy. But that's the guy we can't block. 
I got to throw off of him. If I slide the protection the wrong way and they've got four guys coming and we've only got, you know, three blockers and then, then, you know, we're going to be in trouble because we also can't account for over here, you know, so you've got to make sure that you're set it the correct way. Uh, if, if you've got to make sure that you're making your mic protection to the right direction. So the center knows who to, who to, you know, how to communicate to the rest of the team. Those are the two aspects of it that are very important for a quarterback to be able to handle uh, when it comes to protections. And then of course, knowing who you can and can't block. Now there's times where you don't block guys you're supposed to, and that's on the offensive line of the running backs. But when you're responsible for, Hey, we're blocking these guys. And sometimes it can only bring, they're only bringing five and you've got six blockers, but the way the protection is set, they're bringing four off of a side. You only have three. So it's not always just about bringing seven. You have to know either a got to check out of that B here's my hot read or my, my, my read off of that, how I'm supposed to beat that guy. Those are things Sam Hartman has to thrive on in this game. And and they're going to try to throw a lot at him. He's going to have to be accurate. He's going to have to be a good decision maker. But the big thing is, is when the opportunities are there and they will be there, Notre Dame is going to get at least four or five big play opportunities in the past game against Navy. He has to make those throws, in my opinion. He has to make those throws. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH 
for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. The next two guys that are important in this matchup are two wide receivers for different reasons. One is Tobias Merriweather, and and this is a big one because the way that Navy plays, the outside receivers we saw last with Brayden Lindsey is going to get one-on-one opportunities. He's going to get space opportunities. Navy is not going to come into this game respecting Tobias Merriweather, nor should they. He has one career catch. If you if you're Navy and you're looking at Jaden Thomas, who caught three passes for 80 yards against us last year, he did that damage from the slot. Now their slot is Chris Tyree, who runs a 4-3. I've got Audric Estime, I've got Joe Walt, I've got Blake Fisher, I've got Zeke Crow, and I've got Sam Hartman. With all due respect to Tobias Merriweather's talent, that's the one guy that hasn't proven anything to me. So I'm going to make him beat me is how I'm going to do it structure-wise. Can Tobias do it? It's going to be a big part of this game. This is a chance for him to have a little bit of a coming out party. And I don't need him to catch like eight balls for 140 yards. If he does, great. But I don't need that. I mean, really, if he only catches four passes, but they go for 80 yards, that's okay. I can live with that. You know, a couple, you know, eight, nine, 10 yarders, but then a, a, a big play that helps soften up the defense. They're going to have one-on-one opportunities in this game. He's been going up against Cam Hart and Benjamin Morrison all fall camp, and he's won some and he's lost some. Again, in this game, you're going to have to win those. That's going to be an important part of it. When you look at Navy's corners, uh, their corners are 5'11", 197, and six foot 197. They're not big guys, but they're not small by any stretch, and they're strong kids. So Tobias is going to have to be physical in this game. He's going to have to be physical in the in the pass game. But also, this matchup for Tobias also includes the run game. One of the very most, one of the most underrated aspects of playing a triple option team. Uh, and playing a team that's very aggressive the way that Navy is, is it, it, you're going to have to make plays in the pro game on both sides of the ball. Your corners on defense have to play well, which I'll talk about in, 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 a, in a minute. But on the other side, you're going to – one of the things I talked about earlier is against this defense, you've got to get the ball outside in the run game. Well, if your receiver – out, if your field outside receiver is getting his butt kicked by the opposing secondary, then you're not going to be able to run the ball outside. The corners are just going to – come up and 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 knock him back, funnel everything back inside and allow the safeties and linebackers to get to the football. It's a big part of it. So Tobias has to play well in both phases of the game. And if he plays well, I don't know that Navy has a chance to beat Notre Dame because I think Jaden's going to get his and and I'm going to talk about Chris Tyree in a minute and the tight ends will, will catch some balls. I want to see the backs involved, but if if Tobias Merriweather goes off in this game, Navy is going to really struggle to stop the Notre Dame offense. The other receiver that I think is going to be an important part of this game is Chris Tyree. And we saw it last year. And we saw it last year with Jaden Thomas. Jaden Thomas was the slot for Notre Dame in the game last year. And he was really good. First half, they didn't really get to him in the second half. He had three catches for 80 yards in the first half. Had a touchdown. Great catch in the end zone. There were some opportunities where he was open more, but the ball just didn't come his way. But the slot position is really intriguing in this game because if you're going to be an RPO offense, if you can catch Navy in a couple pressure situations where they're going to bring their two inside backers, there are some things you can do. Now, I I don't necessarily love running like double slants against this because I always worry about you trying to catch a slant behind a blitzing linebacker and that safety robs and steps in front of it, you know, or just drills your guy, knocks the ball up in the air, and then you pick it off. You know, so so those concern me a little bit, but there's some things they can do 
with bubble screens. There's some things they can do with seam routes. There's some things they can do more with crossers as opposed to slants where you kind of get Chris Tyree running and that allows him to, because the reason I like a cross to beat uh, a team that's really bringing their safeties aggressively down as opposed to a slant is twofold. Number one, if you run a cross, it's more of a free flowing route, which allows him to kind of outrun it. You can time it a little differently where a slant is kind of, he's got to hit that mark and you got to get the ball out. And if he's not there, you're going somewhere else where if they're bringing a double inside pressure, like they did last year, if I can kind of step back a little bit, let Tyree clear those safeties on a cross or then, then, you know, I can kind of get him the ball in space. Or if they're really getting aggressive, he can then climb over top of that backside safety. If I can get the ball, if I can hold, if I can keep the ball long enough, get him over there. So, so there's some things he can do in that regard. Uh, some wheel routes, some out cuts. You know, if they're going to bring their safety down, they blitzed that edge guy a lot last year. If you can catch him in that, maybe run a fade out and get the ball outside. They they had it open a couple times and the ball got batted down. But there's going to be opportunities for Chris Tyree to go off. And and I talked about this before. I think Chris Tyree can help you in the run game in, in this matchup as well. And and part of my having Chris Tyree here also involves. I want to see them give the rest of their opponents something to think about with Chris Tyree in the slot. I I would have like the full Chris Tyree package in this game. And the reason why is not necessarily because, oh, Chris Tyree is going to be your best player or anything like that, but it's more of he can do so many different things that if he can rip off, let's just say hypothetically Chris Tyree hits a wheel route for a, a big play. And let's say he then catches a crossing route and outruns a defense for a 25-yard gain. And then let's say he gets a little jet sweep that goes for 15 yards. And then let's just say on that play I mentioned earlier, you know, you, you run that little stretch action. They crash hard. You end up reversing it to Chris Tyree, and he rips it off for 40, 50-yard gain like we saw Brayden Lindsey do in the past. And like we saw Chris Tyree do in 2020 against Georgia Tech with, with a, I think, yeah, like a 25-yard run. If you can start doing things like that, then now next uh, NC State, Central Michigan, Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, they're all going to have to game plan for that and spend a little extra time with all the different things you can do, which then maybe gives you some opportunities to open up some other people around the offense. So, hey, if they're folks, man, we you know got to let Chris Tyree. And next thing you know, that safety's he's got his eyes on number two, and you run that little slant route or you know, a little quick post of Chris Tyree, that safety's like, oh, there's number two, got to close on him. And then you stare at it as a quarterback. You look right at that route, and then guess what I got coming? I got a deep post over top of it. So, yeah, you can come down and jump on Chris Tyree because you saw us rip up Navy with it. But now I'm banging that post right over your head behind it because we've been able to establish that slot receiver. So I think that's part of it, too. So it's Navy specific, but it's also about setting up opportunities down the road for the rest of your offense. And now other guys got to play well, obviously. Uh, Audric Estime needs to play well. I'd love to see the backup running backs play well and Jaden Thomas and you know, other receivers may step up, but I think those two guys are, are the most important for me. And then the final offensive matchup to me is going to be very important is, is going to be the right side of the offensive line. They have to step up for me. And, and I mean, you got Joe Walton, the backside, we'll see what we get out of Pat Coogan. But to me, I want to see this right side of the line be dominant this year. You know, Rocco Spindler was interviewed yesterday and he talked about, you know, getting to play beside his best friend and, you know, him and Blake obviously came to, to school together. They were in the same class, actually him, Joe Walt and Pat Coogan and Blake Fisher were all in the same class uh, for Notre Dame. But if Blake Fisher is who we hope he is and Rocco Spindler is who we hope he is, 
then the right side of your offensive line is going to be big and physical. Notre Dame released an updated depth chart recently, or an updated roster that had Blake Fisher at 315 pounds, Rocco's at 314 pounds, uh, Zeke Curls at 306 pounds. You, you, you should be able to come out at some point in time and just, hey, we're just going to beat you up. And I want to see Blake and Rocco establish themselves as dominant players in the run game. I do. I think Blake has a chance to be that. This is a great opportunity for Blake Fisher to announce himself, to say, hey, look, I was a young guy last year, redshirt freshman, learning my way. I'm here now. I'm arrived. And Joe Walt's not the only great tackle that we have in Notre Dame. I would love to see that. And if him and Rocco do that, then they will be able to get the run game going. And if they get the run game going, Navy has no chance. And that's why I think what Brian Newberry does is really smart, is make teams beat you with one part of their game. Take one part of their game completely out because of how you scheme. And say, hey, we're going to make you beat us with other parts of your game. Reality is, a lot of teams that they're going to play aren't good enough to beat them with only one part of their game. Notre Dame was barely good enough to beat them with one part of their game. I mean, when you look at Navy last year, they lost. A, they went 4-8, and eight, but they lost a game where they only gave up 14 points. They lost a game where they only gave up 13 points. They lost a game, and they lost two games and only gave up 20 points. Their, their defense kept them in plenty of games. And even some of the games where they gave up a lot of points, it wasn't really because their defense. It was more about, in my opinion, their offense. And, and so that part of the game is going to have to get a lot better. I mean, if you can if you can perform better in that regard, and, and here's like an example. why Houston is a team that blew Navy out last year. What happened? They gave up 180 rushing yards and 261 passing yards. They were balanced, and you had no chance to stop them. When they played UCF later in the year, they held UCF to only 84 rushing yards. UCF only passed for 230, and you beat them 17-14. I mean, that, that's really what they've decided to do is if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us one-dimensional. Memphis was able to do that. Memphis only ran for 91 yards and passed for 415 and, and won 37-13. But most teams couldn't do that. And that's what Navy's decided to do. Notre Dame needs to be one of those teams that can do that. They need to be able to run the football and, and establish the run and throw the football. And to me, Rocco Spindler and Blake Fisher are going to be a big part of that. And so I'm looking at them for this matchup, but honestly, part of it too is just wanting to see who what they're made of. That's going to be a big part of this thing for me. Is I want to see what those those that right side of that line is made of. Is Blake taking a step? Is Rocco ready to shine? And if they are, it's going to be pretty good. And so I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. And I have a few guys here. And again, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit because... You know, I, I did. It's usually going to stick to like three or four players, but sometimes it's it's guys at a position. The first one for me is the defensive tackles. I'm I'm looking at Riley Mills, Howard Cross, Jason Onye, and Gabriel Rubio. All four of those guys to me, I'm going to have my eyes on. They are going to be an immensely important part of this football game for several reasons. And but I also am just curious to see like is what I saw in fall camp are they really that good, or is this more of a situation where the offensive line wasn't as good. And that's always the that's always the the back of your mind fear in fall camp is like, man, this this one side of the ball was really good. 
and you say, boy, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. But then the back of your mind, you just got that little voice saying, that's because the other side's just not that good. They're actually not that good. You don't really know until you get to games. I actually think they're going to be good. You know, I watch them perform. I see the athleticism. I see the length. I see the quickness. Uh, you know, I see the power. I say, boy, I think these guys are going to be really good. Now we're going to find out. And this is one of those games, as I mentioned earlier, Navy's interior offensive line is not small. Now, they're small compared to most teams that you play, but they're not small for an option team. they got a 315-pound center, 290-something-pound left guard. That's decent size for an option team. And so, and they play hard and they do a lot of double teams. So when they run their veer, uh, they do a lot of things where if you've got a three technique to that side, they're going to down, they're going to double team him as they work up to the next level. You've got to be physical and you've got to be athletic and you've got to be a gap sound. And the defensive tackles to me are the most important part of not letting a team rip off the long runs on the inside runs, whether it be, you know, the veer handoffs to the fullback, whether it's the the dive look off the midline that they just hand off and he cuts it back, whether it's the quarterback ducks, any of those different things they do, they're they're gonna you're gonna have some success against a defensive tackle group, a defense if the defensive tackles are getting chopped, are hitting wrong gaps, uh, are not getting off blocks. If but at the same time, if you dominate inside as a defensive tackle group, then the triple option is going to have a hard time going. Because the minute you force the triple option to go laterally, they're done. Now, they want to go laterally, but they want to do it on their own terms. Uh, they don't want it to be the base. As Ryan and I talked about yesterday, and I've said this for years, first thing you do to stop the triple option, stop the fullback. Second thing you do to stop, to stop the triple option, stop the quarterback. You're not going to get beat with their super backs, not if, unless it's a 13 to 10 game. You're just not. If they have to rely on their super backs to win the game, they're in trouble. That's just the reality of it. Doesn't mean their superbacks can't make big plays, but they're making big plays off of the fact that you're having such a hard time stopping the fullback and the quarterback, or you're not being disciplined. So those are all aspects to me that are very important. And the defensive tackles are literally the first line of defense and figuratively the first line of defense, because if they can dominate, then the triple is going to have a hard time going. It, it just is. You have to dominate in the trenches. You have to, and especially up the middle. And so I'm very much looking forward to seeing what that group does. The second part is J.D. Bertrand. Now, one of the often overlooked parts of last year's games, there was no J.D. Bertrand. And, and I don't even mean that from like J.D. is like this Superman character that, you know, he comes out against, you know, Navy and he rips off the shirt and he's got the Superman thing underneath. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But it hurt them last year in twofold, twofold, or really two areas, I should say. Number one is he practiced during the week. He was a game-time decision, so he took some reps. He didn't practice a ton, but he took some reps which meant he ended up taking reps from whoever was going to whoever was going to play and he just couldn't get healthy in time for the game. And so now you're going to have a you're a veteran player back who's faced the triple option who had nine tackles including six to- solo tackles against Navy the year before when Notre Dame held Navy to six points. So he's been part of a game plan against Navy that shut it down. We saw that in 2021. But also he's your leader on the on the in the front seven. He and when I mean leader, I don't mean captain. I mean, he's your leader from the standpoint of he's the guy that gets everybody set. He's the guy that makes sure the three technique is lined up correctly, or the or or the three or the defensive tackles lined up correct. Hey, you got to be in a two eye, or you got to be an inside shade of the guard. Whether you want to call that a one or a two eye, you know, people call it differently. Hey, you need to be in a three. Hey, you need to be in a four eye. You know, whatever the case may be, you you're the you're the leader. You're you're to the defense what the quarterback is to the offense. It's up to me to make sure everybody knows where they're supposed to be. And you didn't have that last year. 
and you ended up putting a couple freshmen in there at times in that game last year, which I think factored in to some of the issues that Notre Dame had with being assignment correct is there were times it just didn't look like they were all on the same page. Well, when you have J.D. Bertrand in there, you're probably going to increase your odds that you're on the same page more and more and more. So it's not even just about if you believe J.D. Bertrand's a great player or not. It, it, it's not about that. Obviously, I think he's a good player. I think he's an important player. But more so, it's about the leadership he's going to to provide from a snap to snap, making sure everybody's lined up against the triple option and making sure everybody's on the same page. And then he's got to make plays. And look, your Mike linebacker has to be a guy against the triple option. He ha- And it doesn't always result in a bunch of tackles. Sometimes it can result in, I'm blowing the lead blocker up. Because Navy likes to do a lot where they take that wing and they fold him inside and have him lead block on linebackers. you got to blow that guy up right into the hole. And you may end up not making the tackle, but you blew that lead blocker up or the tackle's trying to come at you the next level and you got to knock his butt back because you're going to knock him right back into the running back's path and he's going to bang the running back, and then next thing you know, you guys are rallying to the football, and you didn't get a tackle on that play, but you made that play as a linebacker. It's going to be a big part of it. And I think J.D. Bertrand is a guy that is going to give them a chance to to take that that run defense to another level from where it was last year. He's going to be a very important part of that. Xavier Watts is another one. If you can have a safety that's really impactful, that can fly downhill, can make a lot of plays, can blow up the pitch game, can hand, you know, can play over the top when they want to run their post wheel kind of concepts or their wheel concepts or whatever they're going to do throwing the football. If your safeties can be impactful, you have a chance to be really good. And and I have a feeling Nate and Xavier Watts is a guy that that will be a weapon for Notre Dame against Navy. He's another guy that I think has to play well, but also he has to play smart. Don't take bad angles of the football. Don't take bad whether it's downhill or playing over the top. When you get chances to pick the ball off, make them, make those plays. If Xavier Watts has a big game against Navy, Notre Dame's defense is probably going to have a, a, a pretty – it means that they're probably having a good day. And then the last one's the corners. And, and some of y'all might kind of laugh at this one a little bit. Corners against Navy, but I think the corners are a very important part of this game and a very underrated part of success against the triple option because corners serve two very important roles. Number one is they are – the edge of your defense against a triple. And if they are not performing well in setting the edge, you're going to have a hard time really stopping the triple. And then the other part is, is they're a very important piece to being able to limit the big plays in the pass game. And corners are in a very tough bind against the triple option because they have to be disciplined enough to, to handle the double fakes, the, the, you know, they're going to run. They remember they tried to that little halfback pass last year. They're going to run stutter goals. They're going to run post wheels. They're going to do all these different types of things at, at you know, for, for Notre Dame. Uh, and uh, you need to be able to, to handle those things. And when you're able to handle those things, you're going to be able to, to thrive, in my opinion, on the, on the perimeter of your defense and the, especially the run game part. Look, they're going to do a lot of things. We're going to try to cross block. You know, send the safety or the outside receiver down to block the safety. The wing backs or the pulling line are going to kind of come out to try to take on the, the the corners. You've got to fly up and make plays on them. You've got to come downhill. You've got to blow them up. You've got to do it deep enough to force an early cut. You've got to make sure you stay outside contained. You can't let yourself get ridden outside because the more you get ridden outside, 
the the easier it is for them to have more space to stretch your defense and then get inside of you. The corners have to play a very, very important role in the run game. But you then have to do that aggressively while also not getting beat over the top on a on a any kind of double move. Because if you're doing the option right, there's going to be pass plays where I talked about those cross blocks. But those cross blocks are also going to look very similar. Where they're going to have that outside guy kind of run towards the safety, attack that outside shoulder, safety goes down, and then boom, you sneak behind them. And then I'm coming out, and as an as a slot, a, a super back, I, hey, I'm coming out like you think I'm going to block you on the perimeter, and then boom, I run right by you off a play-action fake. And if you're not disciplined, if you're not reading your keys, you're not reading your tells as a corner, then t- it only takes them two times to get 80 yards in the pass game. And you just can't give up those big plays. So I think the corners have to thrive. And I'm more thinking the outside guys here, not so much the slot guys. Slot guys are important too. But I'm more looking at at playing a base, like a, a 4DB type of defense that, more this week. And in that, the corners have to play well. So when you look at the defense, those are those are areas where I think players have to have to really thrive if Notre Dame's going to have success in this game. And I think in most of those matchups, you know, you look at Sam Hartman and quarterback, you know, Tobias, Tyree, the D tackles, JD Bertrand, Xavier Watts, corners. I'm confident that they're gonna, they're gonna, they can play at a very high level. It's just I need to see it. The one I have the biggest question about is Blake Fisher and Rocco Spindler. And, and that question is not from the standpoint of I don't think they're capable of it. It's more so like all those other guys we talked about, Sam Hartman, I've seen play, I've seen Tobias Merriweather play, I've seen Chris Tyree play, I've seen all the D tackles play, I've seen JD Bertrand play, Xavier Watts in the corners play. Never seen Rocco Spindler play in college. I think he got a couple snaps against BC last year. So it's it's my question is more is more about the unknown of it as opposed to not thinking Rocco's good enough. I think Rocco's plenty good enough. It's just the the unknown aspect of it is why that's my big concern. But it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be our first chance to really see who this Notre Dame football team is, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. And uh, and these matchups are going to be a big part of that. 